Okay, and good evening everyone. Welcome to tonight's Dhamma talk. Probably not going to be that long tonight, we'll see. But I have something short but important to bring us back to, make us think of. It's um, What I'd like to talk about tonight is the Badekarata Sutta. Which is often translated as the single excellent night. It's the sutta on how to have one good, one good day. Actually, in in Pali they use the word rati, which means night, uh, to signify a day. They count by the nights. So in, in in English we count by days, so we say how many days, and so we'd say one good day. Why it's interesting to talk about this is because the Buddha found it, seems to have found it fairly um, outstandingly important, something that he taught repeatedly. We have, and the people who put together the compilation of the Buddha's teaching that we have uh, gave us four different suttas on Badekarata in the Majjhima Nikaya numbers 31 to 34 one good day Something my, my teacher would often, well, would quite often bring up. It sums up, it's one of those things that, suttas that sums up mindfulness quite well. And it's quite useful as advice for meditators. I mean, just in and of itself, it's, it's a, a teaching. How to have a good day Because what it says is It says First of all how to be perfect But also how to live now Right We talk about having a good day This is the answer to our questions How do we Turn our hopes and our desires And our wants and our wishes How do we find what we're looking for here and now How do we make it real So we can have that day And also According to Buddhism What does it mean to have a good day, right? Because for most of us Most people in the world A good day is something quite different From what the Buddha had in mind And that kind of good day is not it's not terribly meaningful Because when we talk about having a good day It's something that Well, lasts a single day, right? No, the Buddha meant something quite different He meant how do you get to the point where your Your day is good In a In a, in a transformative way So it's not just you have your good day and then it's over you get to the point 
where you achieve you accomplish you become something worthwhile in that one day so it starts with a very famous very I think well known uh, teaching of the Buddha that will not go back to the past nor worry about the future right you may not have heard those words exactly before but you know that this is what the Buddha taught don't go back to the past don't bring up the past don't worry about the future What's in the past is gone already What's in the future has not yet come And this is quite It's um, it's obvious, right? This is not a teaching that, that, that we have to be taught, do you think? I don't suppose there's anyone here who didn't know that the past is already gone Or that the future hasn't come yet But it, it's important to repeat We act as though the future is, is, is here And that the future is a certain thing And we act as though the past is here as well Right? When we think about the past it makes us suffer The bad things make us suffer just as they did When they actually happened When we think about good things, we pine away after them. We never really, well, we often don't live in the present. We're caught up in the past and the future, pushed and pulled. When in fact the only thing that's real and the only thing that ever has been or ever will be real is, is now, is the present. Don't go back to the past. Okay, go ahead to the future You know these people who make plans Make plans for the future Only to have them ruined by, by, well, by reality By the uncertainty of life In fact you might say that all of our disappointments in life come from making plans Right. If we didn't have expectations, if we didn't live in the future and think, hmm, maybe tomorrow I'll get this or that, maybe tomorrow I'll have what I want. If we didn't if we weren't looking for something, hey, even just the next moment, if I open the fridge there'll be some delicious food there. If we didn't have any of that, we wouldn't be disappointed when things turned out differently. When we talk about the past, we have this story of Patachara who lost her two sons and her whole family and her husband in the same day and went crazy. She was totally lost her mind. Went out of her mind because, went out of her mind with grief for losing her husband, then both of her sons, and then her whole family. And the Buddha said to her, Yes, it's true that you've lost quite a bit, but and that you're, you know, this is something that is making you very sad, but all the tears that you've cried in the rounds of samsara are greater than the waters in all the ocean. 
meaning that the past is gone and the past is past is past it's quite insignificant what happened in the past at this time or that time all we have now is in the present okay so then what should we do we shouldn't go back to the past or we shouldn't bring up the past or worry about the future and this I talk about a lot You've, many of you have probably heard me mention this before Pachupanang is the present moment uh, yodamang yodam yodamang whatever dhamma Dhamma is a thing, or an experience in this case uh, Arises in the present Tata tata vipasati Vipasati right? You hear this word vipasati is where we get the word vipassana from Vipassana means insight Or it means seeing clearly Vipasati means he or, see, he or she sees clearly It's the verb form so when, when someone doesn't go back to the past or the future, one sees what's in the present clearly. Whatever arises in the present. Right? That's the essence of our practice. That should be clear to everyone. But I think it bears mentioning and it bears reaffirming how powerful that is. Right? And, and, and the, the far-reaching implications of it. That actually every problem that we have right, it becomes an experience. It really is applicable everywhere. Someone's beating you with a stick. You really can be mindful. If, if you're present, it's not really a problem. But if you're worrying about when they're going to hit you next, or if you're sad or, or, or angry or upset about when they just hit you, Meaning if you're upset by this experience That's what causes suffering If you're caught up in the past and the future When you're really in the present moment There's only Dhamma, there's only experience If you lose your job, if you get kicked out of your apartment If you're living on the street If you're starving to death it's a wonderful thing about Buddhism and about this idea of the present moment is that it's never going to end, you know. There's no there's no failure in that sense. It's not like you can do anything wrong or, or it's not like you can do anything irrevocably wrong. If you mess up this life really bad, then just come back in the next life. I remember talking, I mentioned this, I think, talking to a friend of mine who who had taken a Buddhism course with me in university and many years ago before before I was a monk I think and uh, she took the Buddhism course and she said she was Catholic and she said it's incredible uh, just this idea of rebirth the idea that 
you could have another chance, right? Because in Christianity and in Catholicism, this is it. One chance, do it right or go to hell for eternity. In Buddhism, hell isn't eternal. There's always a second chance. And so this power of not not uh, not fearing the future, not fearing consequences, learning to be well, what we say, what he says next, asanghirang asangkupang. This is invincible. This is unshakable. Tangvidva manubruhi. Let him know that and be sure of it, invincibly, unshakably. Present moment is invincible, it's unshakable. There is no experience, no situation, no conflict that can't be solved, really. Um, vanquished, defeated, conquered by just being mindful. That's the difference between trying to change the world around you and learning to dance with it, to be flexible with it, to roll with it, to stop reacting to it, really. So that's the first half. We're halfway there, halfway to having a good day. The second half, Well, this isn't exactly advice, this is uh, an admonishment, a reminder. Most of the second half is, is more of a reminder. Today, and this is something we remind ourselves of, today is when we should do the work. So I just said you always have a second chance, but eventually it's going to have to be done today. And in fact, if it's not done today, this today, 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 who knows when you'll have another chance? You might die tomorrow. Kujanya marnang suve. Who knows whether death might be even tomorrow? Nahino sangarang tena mahasene namachuna. There is no. There is no bargaining with, uh, with him. Uh, no, no bargain, no bargain with death. Together with death with his great armies or death's great armies I don't know what the great army or great army the great army of death is I'm not sure of that mythology but I have to look up in the commentaries but death and his hordes, death and his armies his army there's no bargaining with death it's just imagery Maybe the hordes of death are disease, illness, old age, injury, war, murder. Those are the, maybe the armies of death. You can die crossing the street. You can die from food. You can die because some psychopath decides to stab you or blow you up or shoot you
you do it now if you don't know when you'll get the next you get another chance and and I mean that's not even the most important reason you know you do it now because it's the best thing you could possibly do being in the present moment there's no reason to do anything else to be anything else the past doesn't make you happy the future doesn't make you happy clinging to things certainly doesn't make you happy wishing or wanting for things fighting or you know all the things that we waste our time with how much time do we waste fighting with each other holding grudges bickering you wouldn't believe some of the things that go on in in buddhist monasteries and even meditation centers how we waste our time and energy fighting as i've said it's understandable everyone has defilements we all you know, there's people get even people who are meditating get upset but we should remind ourselves not to not to turn it into conflict not to waste our time with these things we don't know when we're going to die here we have this great opportunity evang viharing atapping dwelling thus ardently all the all the ardor you're putting out here is that the right word all the energy and effort the meditators are putting out this is the greatness ahoratam matanditang both day and night relentlessly so some of you have been practicing late into the night maybe even not sleeping at night doing great work and those who have who have who put this effort out if you've if you've listened to some of the people who've gone through these courses how incredible the the transformation can be in some cases what great benefit comes and how such people can affirm yes they had a good day Tangwe bade karatoti santo achikate muni. The peaceful sage has called this one who has had a good night or a good day. So it's not a very complex teaching. I mean, it happens to be one of the most important ones to stay in the present moment, to don't go back, not go back to the past or head to the future. To do your work today, to remember that now is when the work must be done. Right now. Listening to me, are you mindful? Are you here or are you in the past, in the future? Are you caught up in concepts and illusions? Or are you clearly aware of reality as it's happening every moment? There's only one way. There's only one thing to do Having a good day It's not that hard to do Or it's not that complicated It's actually Something very challenging But it's the work that is worth doing It's the task that is worth accomplishing So Much appreciation to our meditators here Who are working Very diligently Everywhere, some in the here in the 
main hall, some in their rooms, some outside. We've got so many people wanting to come. Javen's going to have to move into a tent soon. It's not a joke. He actually is. A jealous kind of. I used to live in a tent. Anyway, that's the Dhamma for tonight. Thank you all for coming up. Uh, we got the questions up now. You clarify your statement yesterday. You, you can go. You all don't have to stick around for this. Can you clarify your your statement yesterday that the second way to have mindfulness go wrong? is to have mindfulness of a concept in light of the fact that we have traditional meditations on concepts such as mindfulness of the Buddha so I thought I made it clear and I thought we talked about this afterwards in fact it seems to me this question came up um, that it's not wrong in a general sense it's wrong um, it's wrong for, for cultivating insight it's like um, you're going down, if you want to go to Bangkok, you, know, you go this way. Well, let's use Toronto's better. If you want to go to Toronto, you got to take the, the 403. And don't get on the QEW to Niagara, it's the wrong way. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the way to Niagara. The way to Niagara is a perfectly fine highway, but it won't get you to Toronto. That's what it means by wrong. When you're practicing insight, concepts are wrong because they won't get you where you're trying to go. What are your thoughts on meditating on loving kindness and compassion? I think they're good. I wouldn't take it as my primary meditation, though you could. Um, but I think it's, I've talked about this actually before. They're supportive meditations. They're useful to support insight meditation. So I think, yes, it's good to practice some every day. A way to change a username. Yeah, you have to talk to our IT people. You can send them an email. Luckily, I'm I'm uh, blessed with a really awesome IT team now. We've got a real and just a great team in general. A shout out to our volunteer community who's put together this lovely website and so much more, and just uh, keeps this place running. At this point, I couldn't do it alone anymore. It's a, it's a group effort of real impressive proportions and just growing. So keep it up. Thank you, everyone. Do, 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 do. Is this normal or am I doing something wrong? Okay, I should have a, we should have a note at the top. Please do not ask if this is nor if X is normal. It's it's not useful to ask whether something is normal. You have an experience. Rather than asking me whether it's normal, try and figure out what to do about it, how you should relate to it. And as I said, you know, your your real question should be, is it 
uh, and you say, am I doing something wrong? So your, your real question should be, um, well, there you go, Is am I doing something wrong? Is this wrong? Is this a bad state? And I can answer that for you, but it's not really what we where we go um, to tell you whether something is, is wrong or right. And in fact, in the end, it's not... It's not even a valid question. Um, the only thing that is right is mindfulness. And if you're mindful about the state that you're in, right, how you see things differently, then you'll let it go because you're, may, you're potentially conceited about it. You get conceited thinking, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm progressing, feeling good about yourself, confident, which can be misleading mis and uh, misguided. And so you like this new perspective and so on So I'm not going to tell you whether it's right or wrong I want you to be mindful of it And learn to let it go Even let go of the good things Again, we don't we have Someone wanting to, me to give their thoughts You want me to tell you whether this is normal? So um, yeah, same same advice I'm not going to tell you one way or the other Look at it, be mindful of it And you'll see what leads to suffering You'll see what leads to happiness When one is fully mindful Are there any emotions? Yes, there can, there can be There aren't always But there can be I mean, it really depends what you mean by emotion Because that's a western word We don't use that word in Buddhism we Don't have such a word really I mean Maybe I could think of some, but not really. So, um, yeah, there are various states of mind. In regards to walk, wrong meditation, um, in walking meditation I have a tendency to keep the mantra on autopilot and my mind is drifting elsewhere. Devise a new scheme. And that is schemes. Schemes are bad. Schemes are bad. Uh, from the outright because you're trying to fix and that's not our goal so your mind drifts elsewhere mind drifting elsewhere is teaching you something it's teaching you non-self that you're not in control and it's frustrating and that frustration and, and the exploration I mean, there's no there's no quick way you have to study that that distraction you have to be, be meticulous about it and catch it every time again and again and stop trying to fix it stop trying to to stop it from happening, you know, how it stops happening is when you re when you uh, let go of that which is causing it. So some kind of um, potentially some kind of attachment or curiosity about whatever it is that causing you to drift. Um, sometimes it's just laziness, uh, desire to just stop working so hard. So you just go on autopilot; it's more comfortable. That kind of thing. So look at that. Look at those states. Learn about them. Once you see them clearly, you'll let them go. How much solo practice do you recommend before coming to your meditation course for the most benefit? Is there anything else that should be done beforehand? Well, the best would be to do an online course if you have time. To um, you know, spend some time. We meet once a week, and we have a schedule on this site. If you look and find it under the menu. You can reserve a spot and then just call me up using Google Hangouts. 
and uh, we can talk every week. Practicing solo, uh, you know, it's only it's only the first exercise. What I give in the booklet is only the first step in this practice. So it's more fruitful generally to actually do a course, and we can do that online. But um, you know, other than that, there's no. Other than that, come and do a course as soon as you can, because the course is the the, the best way to gain a good foundation. So I go into a meditation center when having severe stiffness and tension in my back and neck. Hmm. Well, I mean, yes, find a meditation center that can accommodate that. That gives you a chair or allows you to sit in a chair or even lie down or sit against the wall or that kind of thing. The body position is not that important. It's much more important what's going on in the mind. We have a woman here right now who has muscular dystrophy and she uses a walker to do her walking. I said to her, I'm going to use her as an example. My teacher would always drag us out, the foreigners, and say, see if they can do it. These people from other countries come here and to do it. All you, you Thai people can do it as well. So I'll use her as an example. I'd like to have her come here and talk about her practice. But she's done great. Finished the first course, on to the second course. She can do it, you can. In this talk you mentioned a psychopath shoots you. Is psychopathy a result of past karmic actions, a result of unfortunate injury? Um, I'm not sure. I don't really know. I mean, psychopathy is just a word, right? Um, they say a person who has no feelings, and there's been studies that show, I, I did a little research, show that they actually do have feelings. They're just repressed, or the brain is in such a way that it's very weak, or that kind of thing. So, um, you know, what is psychopathy? I don't know. I, I'd imagine there are various things that are labeled by psychiatrists or psychotherapists as psychopathy um, and you know they, they, they differentiate from, from psychosis and neurosis right psychosis is, is thought to be that which is biological it's a problem with the brain neurosis is, is something mental something that's learned right so they try to differentiate I would say it's a combination right um Anyway, it's a fairly speculative question, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Cancel talk in Deer Park due to study group on Friday. Is this today Friday? Oh, are we supposed to have a meeting today? Our study group today? Wait, what's our schedule? Did I miss study group today? I thought Sunday. We're going to do one more Sunday? I didn't even know it was Friday. <laughs> there you go, living in the present. It's a problem with problem for keeping appointments, I suppose. Well, you guys better let me know what our schedule for that is. Otherwise, I guess from now on, no more Fridays. Oh, there's supposed to be Visuddhi Maga. So, all oh right. So Sunday, huh? Sunday was our last one, and then it was switching to Friday. I'm sorry. Um, no, let's do next Friday then Take another break Sorry How to deal with sub-perceptible sensations It feels like I have a lot crammed down from poor habits in the past 
I don't understand. Patience, I wouldn't worry about it. Whatever arises, be mindful of that. Pachupanchayodamang vipasati. I'm really sorry about the Visuddhimagga. I'm I'm clearly not very good at uh, appointments. Um but uh, yeah, I think that's enough for tonight, so try again next week. Apologies. Have a good night, everyone.